Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. I am your host, Grace Scotto, and if you are new here, thank you for choosing me as your podcast. Um, you guys, I have been in bed the entire day. <laughs> I literally am recording this from bed again. Last week's episode was also recorded in bed. It's kind of my new favorite thing. Um, so yeah, this is why I don't have like a podcast show because it's just me under the blankets with a giant hoodie on <laughs> recording in like the dark depths of my room. Um, but yeah, I am recording this on a Sunday because this past week I have just been so busy with school. This week's going to be even busier. Um, and Friday rolled around and I just was so tired and I just didn't get a chance to record and I didn't want to, you know, put out a really shitty episode where I'm like yawning the whole time. And then the Saturday following, I had to go take the SATs, which absolutely sucked, by the way terrible terrible do not recommend <laughs> um so i came home and i crashed and i did not record yesterday just because i knew i was going to be so drained so here we are 7 7 p.m on a sunday um i have had a i all all week honestly i've been super productive but today i've just been like crashed in bed like i kid you not before recording this i ate a whole sleeve of thin mints i have no regrets but i really haven't gotten out of bed today except to get a celsius and that's it. That's literally all I've gotten out of bed for today. Um, but yeah, no, I've just been super busy and I haven't had the chance. Um, this week, I'm honestly kind of dreading. It's going to be really stressful for me because I have a lot of tests coming up this week and literally all of my classes, especially in chem and math, which are my worst subjects. I am a history and English girly. It's just my strong suit. So I am not very excited for this week. But Nevertheless, here I am, and you will be getting an episode this week, so don't worry. So I want to do a little book of the week update because it's been over a little bit of a week since I've last spoken to you guys, um, and I have been a reading machine. Literally, that's how I've been so productive this past week, and I'll tell you. I'll fill you in more, but the last time I talked to you guys, I was reading Marmee by Sarah Miller, which was the story of little women through the perspective of the mother. And I finished it, and it was absolutely incredible. It's my new comfort book. Like, it was so beautifully written, and I just loved it. I got it as a gift for Christmas because my best friend knows how much I am obsessed with Little Women. It's kind of like a weird trait of mine. Like, not a lot of people would expect that. Um, But the reason why I've been so productive this week was honestly because of the book I was reading. I would get home and the first thing I would do was do my homework, which is so unlike me. Normally I come home and fall asleep for like a good 10 hours and then do my homework late at night, which is probably not the best, but I would come home and do my homework. That way I had all night to read. And that's because I was reading the newest Lucy score book, Things We Hide from the Light, which is the second book in the series, Things We Never, in the Things We Never Got Over series. That's the first book and Things We Hide from the Light is the second one. They're coming out with a third one. In September which I couldn't be more excited for but her books are my favorite I might have I don't even know if I mentioned this on the podcast I know I did on my Instagram but things we never got over oh I just had a voice crack did you hear that <laughs> things we never got over um that was embarrassing I said that that was my favorite book of 2022 and I honestly meant it like it was incredible 
and then I read Things We Heard From The Light, and it might be my new fave book of 2023, even though we're only in March. It was so freaking good, you guys. Um, This one was about the brother. If you know, you know. I highly recommend these series. Like, they're incredible. I just, I loved it so much. I don't want to, like, really say anything and give it away, but it's just romance, but, like, this plot had, like, a mystery to it. Like, they were trying to solve a crime, kind of, and, like, it was just such a really good book, and I freaking loved it. There was action, there was romance, drama, it was just everything and more. I took me, like, less than three days to read the book. I was glued to it, but... Now I am currently reading The Way I Used to Be by Amber Smith, and I'm actually more than halfway done with this book. I am probably going to be finishing it pretty soon, if not tonight, but we'll see. I still have some homework to do. Um, and yeah, I'm really liking it, but definitely, definitely um, look up trigger warnings before reading it if you do. I would recommend it. I really like it, and I think it's, it's an eye-opener for sure. Um, it's about a girl who deals with trauma because she was assaulted by someone close by that she knew um and it's heartbreaking but it's so like raw and real and it's so like beautifully written and it portrays the subject of trauma in this really really perfect light and through a teenager's perspective and um I think it's a book that everyone should have in their collection it's really good but also make sure that you search up trigger warnings before reading because there are some content in the books that in the book that could be potentially triggering for some of you. So yeah, but I highly recommend it. It's super good and I am almost sad to be finishing it. But yeah, I have been on my reading grind recently. I just love books so much. It's insane. <laughs> okay, moving on because I could sit here for all of the however long I record and talk about books, which I do have an episode all about books. And I plan to make another one soon, so stay tuned. Okay, wait, I actually lied because this next bullet that I have is kind of about a book. Um, the very first book I read of 2023 was Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which is about a band. And they actually just made it into a show. And when I tell you I am obsessed, oh my gosh, regardless or not, if you've read the book, I highly recommend watching the show. It's on Amazon Prime. Daisy Jones and the Six, it's literally amazing. The main character, um, I'm pretty sure his name is Sam. I could be totally wrong. He played Finnick O'Dare in The Hunger Games, and that is another movie trilogy. No, it's not a trilogy. That's like three movies. It's another movie, like, saga, series or something. <laughs> like, I don't even know um, that I'm just obsessed with. Those movies are freaking amazing. So he's one of the actors in Daisy Jones of the Six, and it's so amazing. He's such a great singer. You would have never known. Um, and, yeah, that's, like, my new obsession because I just went from Outer Banks to Daisy Jones and the Six. So a lot of good shows coming out recently. I am just thriving. All right. Honestly, that's all I have to talk about in my introduction. Um, besides just being swamped with school, I feel like that's the only update I give recently. Um, but... It is the true reality of being a teenager. Um, but before I hop into the main topic, I have to share the quote of the week, obviously. And this one is by Emma Chamberlain. And she says, push yourself to find something that you enjoy doing for you and for nobody else. I just love this so much because it's simple. It's easy to understand. And it's just so true. 
Um, Emma Chamberlain is literally my favorite person ever. She is such an inspiration in the podcasting world and fashion. She travels like she has her own coffee company. I love coffee. She inspires me to be my own little barista. Like she's incredible. Um, and this is 100% on point. And this podcast is literally my example for that. Um, I have gotten a lot of praise for my podcast. I've never gotten a hate comment yet. I'm sure it'll come someday um, with all the voice cracks and stuttering. I'm surprised it hasn't come sooner. But um, yeah, I remember like being very hesitant about creating this podcast. Um, I started when I was a sophomore in high school and now I'm a junior because I was just really afraid of what people were going to think. I had no idea that I would take off in the way it did. Like, my last episode, I think, hit, like, 700 listens or something. It was, that's, like, my new record. Um, Which, it's not about the listens. Like, keep that in mind. But I just really didn't see it going anywhere. And I have gained some, like, I've made new friends. I've gained, like, I have, like, people who tune in weekly that I know. And it just is so, like, so special. I could get one listen and I get so giddy and excited, like, it makes me so happy. So I would definitely use this podcast as an example because it's just, like, it makes me happy and I don't need to, you know, give an example of why. Like, it's just my podcast. It's who I am. Um, I talk about things that I'm passionate about, things that need to be talked about. And, um, yeah, so push yourself to find something that you enjoy doing for you and for nobody else. Thank you to Queen Emma. But I guess that's all I've got for my introduction. Honestly, nothing new. Um, Hold on. I'm going to like pause this recording because I'm under a heated blanket right now. I'm sweating my butt off. But you guys aren't going to know that I paused it. It's going to sound like a nice, clean little transition. You guys don't know the magic that goes behind editing these podcast episodes. <laughs> all right. But let's hop into the main topic. And I am going to explain what I mean by feeling like a fraud. Um, This is something I've dealt with before, and I'm going to share my perspective. All right, I am back. You have no idea that I was gone, but I am back. I First of all, I have to take this heated blanket off. I highly recommend them. They are my, it's like my favorite thing that I own. <laughs> um, But I was sweating to death. And then I had to get water because I didn't refill my Harry Styles cup before recording and... When I tell you that you get so thirsty while recording a podcast, it is insane because you're talking for like 30 minutes straight. Ah, little ASMR for you guys. I've honestly been asked to do an ASMR episode before. Like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh my God, I feel like that'd be so cringy and probably like painful for your ears. And before I also started recording again, I did watch a Timothy Chalamet edit that a friend sent to me. So, you know who you are. Thank you. <laughs> so, sometimes I feel like a fraud. You're probably like, yeah, duh, Grace, that's the title of this episode. Like, let's let's go. We don't have time for you to talk about Timothy Chalamet right now. Praying that he shows up to the Oscars tonight. Like, I'm really praying that he shows. Anyways, I have felt this way, honestly, for a while. I've just never really, like, I've kind of pushed it to the side. But last week I talked to my therapist and this was like the main topic of our discussion and I brought it up to her. 
I just sometimes feel like I don't deserve the success that I get or like I undermine like the success that I get. Um, as we know, I struggle with dealing with academic validation and I base my worth a lot of the times on my grades, which is a really crappy mindset and 10 out of 10 would not recommend because numbers don't define your worth, whether that's the size of your jeans or the number you got on a test, like the score you got, like it doesn't define your worth, how you treat others, um, and the things that make you happy define you, but anyways, um, and it's something that I've struggled with ever since middle school. I am a perfectionist. I try my very hardest to get the best grades that I can get. But a lot of the times, I'm just super mean to myself, um, which I've talked about before. I have a whole episode on how I am my own bully. But this is kind of something different. I'm going to tell a story because this was around the time when I first started to notice that this was an issue in my life. Um it was after, like, the first quarter of the first semester in school, and I had made academic merit, which is, like, I think the highest, yeah, it's the highest, like, level of academic, like, your GPA you can get, but I had just barely made it, you guys, like, I was, like, skimming, like, I hardly made it, like, it was a very, like, rough start of the school year for me, grade-wise, and I just hardly made it. So I was not proud of myself whatsoever. I was actually super upset. Because um, they say like the first quarter is supposed to be the easiest. Because it's like welcome back to school type of thing. But it wasn't. And it was around I want to say like Thanksgiving or something. And we were at my grandparents house and they gave me a card. And they were like this is for your academic achievements. Like we're so proud of you blah blah blah. And I opened it and there was a $50 gift card to Barnes and Nobles and then just $50 in cash. Um, I am so thankful. Like, don't take this the wrong way. Like, I am so incredibly thankful. Um, my grandparents spoil my brother and I so much. I love them with all my heart. They are the sweetest human beings. Um, but I felt so guilty. A big part of this for me is guilt and that feeling that kind of comes with it. Uh, I had just felt really, really guilty for accepting it because I had barely made it first of all. Maybe I didn't even make it. I don't even remember. But I was thinking of my friends. And a lot of my friends are in like AP classes or IB like math classes, like IB calculus, um, IB chem, stuff like that. And I'm not. <laughs> I am super bad at math and science and stuff. And there aren't in junior year, you can't take an ex like you can't take an AP English or something IB, like a AP History or something like they just don't offer that to you in your junior year. But a lot of my friends are in a lot of hard like very very hard classes, college level classes, and they get super super high GPAs. And when accepting that gift, I just felt super guilty because I was like, I don't deserve this. Like. My friends deserve this more than me. I'm not in that hard of classes, given that I do struggle in math and science. Like, I'm just in the regular classes, like, which there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, here's my brain kind of just bullying me and being a bitch. Um, 
And I was just like, my friends deserve this more than I do. They work harder than me. They're better than me. And I was just felt like such a fraud standing there accepting that gift because I was like, they don't know that I'm really not that smart, even though I am. Like, I say this stuff like I do know that I am intelligent. I do know that I work hard and I have a good worth ethic and stuff. But it's just, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's just in my brain. I just can't let myself have an ounce of success or even if I do have a minute of success, the next time I make a mistake, that's all I can think about. You know, I'll celebrate my success for maybe five minutes, but when I have a mistake, I dwell on it for five hours. Like, see the difference? And I just like really remember that night and I remember, you know, thanking them and everything. And then I went up to my mom and I was like, mom, like they need to take this back. Like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. Like I blah, blah, blah. And my mom was like, you're being ridiculous. Like, yes, you do. You work so hard. And you know, they wanted to treat you. They wanted to spoil you They're They love you and they're proud of you. And I know that. And I know that I, you know, deserved to have my success celebrated, but I just felt like such a fraud and I just felt so unworthy. And other times too have been like when I've been compliment like complimented on this podcast. That's another thing. Um I've been complimented before and by my friends and they're like, you know, you're so special. Like sometimes I get in these moods or like not these moods but these feelings where I kind of struggle with my self-confidence and I'm like I get in these mindsets where I'm like, I don't have anything special about me. Like, I'm so average. And, you know, I'll bring this up to my friends and I'll express my feelings. And they're like, well, Grace, you have a podcast. Like, that's incredible. And don't get me wrong, it is. But once again, I kind of feel like a fraud because I'm like, well, one of my friends is a jewelry business. And another one of my friends is, in, you know, an amazing photographer. Like, I'm not that good. Like, some episodes I don't get a lot of listens. Like, I'm not good. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I just shit on myself. And I seriously just, my brain loves to make my life a living hell. And I brought this up to my therapist. Um, She told me that there was actually a technical term for this mental, like this little condition. But there's a term for it out in the psychology world. And that term is imposter syndrome, also known as the imposter phenomenon which is a psychological occurrence in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. And she told me that and I was like, yep, that's me. That's the one. Like that is, that's that. Um, Something else too that I've dealt with besides kind of like feeling guilty for my success is like if I'm in class and I get called on a lot of my teachers this year like to call on you randomly which actually sucks and of course it's my math Spanish and chem class nothing against those teachers but it's just those are like really hard classes for me this year um and sometimes you get the answer wrong which is normal everyone does like it's not a big deal but I really dwell on it And I just get so paranoid of people finding out that I make mistakes and that I'm not perfect. Like, I just hold academic validation and success so high over my own worth and sometimes even over my mental health, which is not okay. And 
I just let it control me. And then I start to panic and I'm like, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. I'm so dumb. Like I'm supposed to be like, you know, this polite girl who has a podcast, who's smart. Like this isn't me, blah, blah, blah. And I freak out. Everyone's moved on. Everyone's forgotten that I've answered the question wrong. It's just me dwelling on it and freaking out. And um, it's like I'm so afraid of this mask to fall. And that is perfectionism because I try to be perfect in every aspect that I can possibly be in in my life. And that's just not realistic. But up to 82% of people face the feelings of imposter phenomenon, struggling with sense that they haven't earned what they've achieved and are a fraud. Besides doubting your skills, this can even make you feel as if you don't deserve success. So like I said before, when I was kind of telling my, you know, story with this is like, I kind of just think about my friends who are in a lot harder, who are in much harder classes than I am. Like most of my, like a couple of my friends are really, really good at math. Like they're math wizards. (laughs) And that's just like my, I'm just so bad at math. That's just not my strong suit. And I just feel like I don't deserve success and I don't feel like I deserve praise for, you know, passing a quiz or passing a test when they're passing tests in math that are 10 times harder than mine. And I just really doubt myself and this really damages your confidence and your self-esteem. But believe it or not, this is actually very, very common in teenagers, young adults with imposter syndrome and question whether they are prepared despite putting their best foot forward they just like prepare themselves to kind of accept the worst and to think the worst about themselves which is really sad um but they question their right to be in a certain place and undermine their own achievements and they cannot help but feel that they still have something to prove I think this is part of the reason why I face a lot of burnout with school because I am just constantly trying to prove to others that I am worthy, um, trying to prove to my family, you know, that I am worthy of these grades and stuff. And I don't have to prove it to anybody. My family is proud of me regardless of what I do. And no one needs me to... You know, it's not like I go to school and everyone's like, oh, prove yourself, Grace, prove yourself. No one cares. No one, you know, everyone's worried about themselves. And it's just really hard. It is really difficult. But for me, part of dealing with feeling like a fraud or having imposter syndrome is that I get really, really bad thoughts that are self-degrading and harmful. I have mentioned this before, as I said, you know, that I view my view my brain as a bully, but... My therapist actually brought something up to me that was really interesting and something that I hadn't even thought of. And she said to me that these thoughts could be intrusive thoughts. Now, I know you're probably like, yeah, like, obviously, you know, I don't know. But this was so, like, game-changing for me because I have talked about dealing with intrusive thoughts before on this podcast. Um... For a long time, if you're new here, I do have, I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder at a pretty young age. And it's something that I've dealt with pretty much 90% of my life. Um, And one of the things that came with OCD was dealing with intrusive thoughts. Um, And they were about like being 
afraid of illnesses or catching diseases or death and stuff. And I would wash my hands a ton and just like a lot of that. So I have separate episodes on cognitive distortions and my OCD experience in general. But this was so mind-blowing to me because these weren't like intrusive thoughts that I was used to. You know, most of my life when dealing with intrusive thoughts, they were something like, oh, like, I hope you get sick and die. Like, very, like, violent and, like, awful things that obviously I would never wish on anyone. But this was different because they were about myself. And I didn't recognize that they were intrusive thoughts because I've grown up. You know, the intrusive thoughts that used to bother me when I was in middle school or in sixth grade don't bother me now because I've learned how to cope with them. I've learned how to deal with them and I know that they're not true. But I didn't realize these are intrusive thoughts because they're something that I'm struggling with in the present now. Do you know what I mean? Like your thoughts change over time as you change over time. Like you're constantly growing and the things that once bother me don't bother me anymore. But now I have new problems in my life that I didn't have when I was in sixth grade. And in a way, these are intrusive thoughts. Because I'll get these random thoughts in my head during the day at school that are like, you don't deserve the success. Or when my grandparents, you know, congratulate me or give me a gift, I'm like, you know, you don't deserve that. Your friends who are in harder classes do, not you. You don't deserve anything. That is an intrusive thought because they're unwanted thoughts that pop in my head at random times. And when she said this to me, I was really taken aback. I was like, how come I haven't put the pieces together and figured that out? Like, I was like, yes, these are intrusive thoughts. You're 100% right. But I just think as I've grown up and, you know, as I've changed, like, I have this idea of what intrusive thoughts are supposed to look like based on my past experience, but things change. So, yeah, that was another kind of part of this experience with dealing with imposter imposter syndrome that I kind of learned. Um. I found this quote, not a quote, but more of like a statement from a website that I was gathering some information on imposter syndrome. And it said, there's an ongoing fear that's usually experienced by high achieving individuals that they're going to be found out or unmasked as being incompetent or unable to replicate past success, said Audrey Irvin, PhD, a clinical psychologist in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. She had this article on dealing with imposter syndrome that I thought was really, really good. Um, and yeah, I mentioned this briefly, but like, I'm just so paranoid that my mask is going to be taken off and people are going to see that I deal with self-esteem issues and that I struggle and that I do get bad grades sometimes. Most of the time I fail my math test. Like I'm not the best and I have my areas of weakness. And I just think showing that vulnerability because I'm so used to getting academic success is so scary for me and it's something that has become almost paranoia and that is a whole other aspect of dealing with imposter syndrome is the fact that you don't want to be like found out it's scary and it is a big anxiety like stressor like it is the root of a lot of our anxiety but What kind of caused all this was, besides academic validation, is the idea of being perfect all the time, which is such BS. No one is perfect. 
literally not a single soul on this earth is perfect. Maybe Timothy Chalamet, maybe Austin Butler. <laughs> I'm joking, but maybe I'm not. No one's perfect. And focusing all of your attention on being perfect all the time does more damage than good and can actually stun your mental growth because it's not allowing you to learn from mistakes. You know, growing and experiencing new things, a lot of it comes from messing up and making mistakes. And when you cause, you know, mental damage to yourself and you don't let yourself do that, then you're not going to grow and you're not going to learn. Um, I found this on the internet and it's the imposter syndrome cycle. So it starts with a new project or task and then it morphs into anxiety, procrastination, or over-preparation for said task. Then there's the project completion, a brief relief and sense of accomplishment. Then that goes into realization. I was lucky someone else would have done a better job, like blah, blah, blah. Then that changes into increasing self-doubt, anxiety, and feeling like a fraud. This can go for school. This can go for your endeavors, whatever it may be. Like This is prevalent in so many aspects of your life, but it just kind of starts with that main task and it morphs into something else. For me, that's taking tests and getting graded on stuff because that's really all I know. You know, I don't really have a job. I don't have a career yet. Like, I I don't have my own home yet. You know, I don't have my own family. Like, I'm not in a relationship. So, school is, like, my main focus. So, making mistakes and failing can be kind of, you know, a hard thing to accept and can be detrimental to mental health. And I think that has contributed to this imposter syndrome cycle. So, how do we break this cycle and how do we get out of this mindset. The first tip is that learn the facts and prove your thoughts wrong. As with all negative emotions, one of the best ways to manage imposter feelings is to address the cognitive distortions contributing to them. Face them head on. And, you know, like, are these even true? Are they even correct? Because a lot of the times when you get these intrusive or negative thoughts about yourself, it's just like such BS. Like, when I think of, you know, not being successful, another tip that I have is acknowledging past success, but I challenge these thoughts that, oh, you know, you're not successful by thinking back on times that I was. You know, I get intrusive thoughts all the time that say, you know, I'm not successful, I'm not successful, but when I challenge that thought, I realize that it's wrong. Um, last week, actually, I had gotten a message that someone... Um, I don't want to share too much because it's not my story to tell, but someone was listening to my podcast a lot when they were in a recovery program and that my podcast had helped them during a time where they felt really, really isolated and they were in the midst of their recovery journey and their recovery experience away from home. And that was like jaw-dropping for me that was you know obviously I don't want anyone to struggle but like I was just so so in like so in awe with that um the fact that I could help someone during the process of recovery during a time of recovery is so life-changing and 
brings me so much joy with this podcast. Like, I don't care how many listens I get. I don't even care if I make a single dollar off this podcast. The fact that someone reached out and told me that literally made such a difference. And that is one of the things I've been thinking about all the time that challenges my cognitive distortions. You know, I just last week, actually, I was talking to my mom about how bad a test went and how it sucked. And I was mad at myself for not doing as good as I wanted to. And she's like, yeah, but that one comment you got from that one listener is so much more important than grades. And it's something that you will carry with you forever. Like, that's something that you'll never forget. You'll get over this test in the next year. You won't remember it in 50 years, but that one comment that you got will stick with you for the next 50 years. And the fact that I was able to help someone is so much more important and so much more better than getting one good grade on a test in school. Another thing that can help is sharing your feelings with others and just simply talk to them. You know, I've brought it up with my friends before or, you know, they've said something to me and they're like, oh, like, congratulations, that's so good. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 like, here's the reasons why you shouldn't congratulate me on because blah, blah, blah. And they were like, no, like, you deserve to be congratulated. And then I tell them, like, yeah, I've actually been kind of struggling with getting compliments and managing success and you know being proud of myself and that can be very helpful another thing that helped me was sharing my feelings with my therapist I've said this once and I'll say it again therapy is so incredible one of the biggest steps is to let go of perfectionism because you don't have to lower the bar but adjusting your standards for success can make it easier to see and internalize your accomplishments And when you don't meet your standards, resist the urge to see your failure as an exposure. Being perfect is impossible and overrated. We need to learn how to free ourselves from those rigid roles that our minds create. Share your failures. Even though it may feel like the end of the world when you failed something, you are still here. You've survived. I have gone home before and sobbed over doing bad on a test. And I thought it was the end of the world. But guess what? I'm still here. I'm talking into this microphone and you're listening. So I'm alive and well and you will be too. But sometimes talking about your failures helps you realize that they're not as big as you think they are. I know I've talked about times that I've failed on my podcast and times that I've messed up. Ah, Hell, I've even failed on this podcast when I have big voice cracks at the beginning of my episodes. (laughs) But yeah, sharing your failures can be good because everyone messes up and it's normal. Cultivate self-compassion. Try to observe when your imposter feelings surface and how do you respond to them in that moment. Remind yourself that your failures and even accomplishments are not tied to your worth. Like I said, the number you get on a grade, the score you get in this or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you get the promotion or not at work, that doesn't represent your worth. You know, it's how you treat others. It's the things that you do that make you happy. Like, all of that kind of ties into your worth. And, you know, if you're spreading love and kindness, not whether you failed or succeeded at a math test or at a dance competition. I don't know. I just watched Dance Mom, so that's the first thing that just came into my mind. (laughs) Because you were so much more than 
the size on the scale or then the grade that you get in math. Like you are so much more than that. Another piece of advice I have is acknowledge, validate, and let it go. Over the past, I've learned that when I would get an intrusive thought or a cognitive distortion, whether it's about myself, someone else, dealing with OCD, oh my God, OCD, wow, (laughs) you guys, I'm done. Dealing with OCD or dealing with imposter syndrome, regardless of what it is, sometimes it can help to acknowledge them rather than push them away. OCD, what was I even trying to say? I don't even know. Oh my God. Um. That was one of the biggest things that I've learned when battling OCD or imposter syndrome. Thank you. There we go. I promise you I know how to speak. Um, Is that you shouldn't push those thoughts away. You know, acknowledge them. Validate them. Like, I hear you. I guess you're stressing your concern for me and my grades and blah, blah, blah. But it's not worthy of my time and it's not helping me in a constructive way and let those thoughts go. And that can be very helpful too. And the last thing I want to say is to treat yourself sometimes. You know, you deserve those pats on the back. You do deserve success. You deserve that love. And if your grandparents want to spoil you and give you a $50 gift card to Barnes & Noble, accept it and believe that you truly do accept it because you've worked hard and you continue to wake up every single day and fight those battles and fight those stressors in your life, and that means something. All right, you guys, I am going to go eat dinner and watch the Oscars, praying that Austin Butler comes through with a win. But thank you all so, so much for listening and dealing with my many voice cracks and stutters and me pronouncing random words completely wrong. It's just what makes this podcast my podcast, I guess. But yeah, thank you all for the love and support all of the time. This podcast has truly made me understand what success is. And I value it so much more than a grade or something. Like, it is just so amazing. And I've just gotten the most incredible comments and feedback and, you know, love and support over the past year of me having this podcast. And it just means so, so much to me. And the fact that I can make a difference in someone's life just brings so much joy. But Remember that feeling like a fraud sometimes and feeling like an imposter can be totally normal. Don't isolate yourself because there are others out there dealing with the same thing. Even if you're dealing with, you know, symptoms of OCD or depression or anxiety, you're not alone. You don't deserve to feel isolated and you're going to be okay. And I love you all so much and thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I will talk to you all very soon and go watch the Oscars and go see if Austin Butler won. (laughs) All right, you guys, I'm going to go. Bye.